Well, hello. Welcome once again to the Troublemakers podcast. I have with me Cara and Rob. Um, we're just going to jump right into our conversation today. Uh, I said in in our in our in our first episode of this season that we are trying to kind of walk our listeners through the journeys that each of us have gone through in getting to where we are right now spiritually. And so we're doing that through a number of questions. And the question that um, was given for this one was, who is God? You know, just like on your journey, when you reflect and you think about it, and it actually came from Cara. So I, I want you to kind of set that question up for us on what it was for your journey. And I guess some of the conclusions that that you arrived at asking that question. <laughs> I know. <it's> um, <laughs> so the reason why um, I asked the question um, is because I am a firm believer that everything that anyone believes ultimately boils down to who they say God is. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in God, that impacts your world, the rest of your worldview. If you believe in God, but you believe that God is the God of Christianity or some other Abrahamic religion, then that completely impacts your worldview. If you believe, you know, in a higher power and it's Buddha or something like that, you know, and so on and so forth. And so, um, one, I think it's important just to think about who you say God is and, yeah. and what you believe about God and God's character and what God wants, God wants all of those things. And then to ask yourself if your belief system and the way that you live your life are in alignment with who you believe God is supposed to be. Mm. Um, because especially within Christianity, um, one of the, the difficulties for me from an ideological standpoint was this idea that God is supposed to have certain characteristics. Um, but then that not being the way that the, the way that the doctrines were put forth and the way that people were living were not in alignment with who I had been taught God was, for example, um, if you believe that God is all powerful, mm -hmm. God is supposed to be all powerful. And so <laughs> the question is, are you actually relying on God to be all powerful or is that just rhetoric, you know, and, and, and as we, you know, kind of reason through some of the, um, not it's inconsistency, but th just the challenges of our reality, mm -hmm. um, in, in, you know, kind of reconciling our reality with the idea of an all-powerful supernatural being. Um, are we relying on God to actually be all-powerful in this context, or are we, you know, saying that God is not that to make sense of what's happening in the world around us? Um, and because in my opinion, it, it can't be both, mm. you know, like if God is something, then God is that, and you can't, you know, pick and choose when that's applicable. Um, and if God is not something and you don't believe that that's what God is, then like, you got to say that, right? Like <laughs> we don't, don't say that God is all powerful. If you don't really think that God is all powerful. Um, and, you know, I know lots of people make sense of their reality again, um, in ways that I don't necessarily agree with just because I don't feel like the logic plays out completely. Um, but, you know, I know that there are people who try and there's just inconsistencies with 
what they have been taught to believe about, about God versus their reality. And for me, I will just say that a part of my journey has been recognizing the difference between God and people. Mm. If I have been taught something about God that doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of things, for me, I have learned to work out of the presumption that people got it wrong. And so if people got it wrong, the question is, what what exactly did they get wrong? And what is the truth about God if you remove human error? in this context. And obviously, you know, this is all, you know, I'm, I'm saying this with a full understanding of my own limitations mm-hmm. and all of our limitations as humans. Like you can't make People perfect too. sense of infinity, right? Like it's just not a thing. But for me, I think, and this is with anything, it should make sense. Mm. There should be a clear line of reasoning from point A. If point A is God is X, then there should be a clear line of reasoning as you are building a belief system and drawing conclusions along the way. And if there's a breakdown in the logic, mm-hmm. that's what I think needs to be addressed. There have been you know, people who are Christian or whatever else who have made arguments about conclusions that I don't necessarily agree with, but I couldn't find a flaw in the logic. I see. The reasoning is, is perfectly clear. I may not, you know, agree with, with how they may be using the facts or something like that. Like there may be some, dis- some room for disagreement somewhere, but at the end of the day, the logic is, is, is what makes sense. And I just want to say about logic, you have to think about logic as like a math equation for facts. It's like, you know, you have like algebra A plus B equals whatever, or X times Y, whatever else. Logic is that, but instead of letters that are filling in for numbers, it's facts. Mm. And so it, it should be A plus B plus C equals D. It shouldn't be A plus question mark plus, <laughs> you know, comma equals X, Y, Z. Like, yeah. yeah, no, like it has to be, there should be a clear line of reasoning from point A to point B. Um, and and I, I just think things should make sense if nothing else. And so, you know, thinking about God is who God is, is your foundation. Mm. You know, answering that question allows you to, you know, know where your starting point is and then build, um, build on that with with a clear line of reasoning wow so like the center of any like the central piece of any belief system or the foundation rests upon who god is yes or who god is not or who right? god is not so like atheism is like a, a non-belief in deities um like pure atheism it's not disbelief in god but it's it's not active disbelief, but it's not active belief either. It's non-belief. Um, and so if you don't believe in God, then God is not your foundation. Mm-hmm. Your foundation for how you live your life and your worldview is something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it could be any number of things, but it's not God. Um, or if like you're Hindu, and I think the Hindu Hindu version of God is like Vishnu or something like that. If you're Hindu and Vishnu is God, Vishnu has certain characteristics and, you know, whatever else. And that informs the rest of the belief system. It's built on mm-hmm. who Vishnu, Vishnu is and what his characteristics are. And that's, that is true from my understanding of any other religion that is based on 
some sort of deity. But even if you don't, if you have some sort of religion or spirituality that isn't based on the existence of deities and it's based on something else, whatever the foundation is, who Mm. you say God is or who God is not, that is what you're building everything else from. Mm. And so for you then, because I really liked how you put, like, if you recognize that if there was something that you were hearing, I guess, from a church or from a Christian circle that didn't line up with the character of God or who you've learned God to be or know God to be, you saw that as the error being on the people rather than that personality and person of this divine being. So was the start of that journey, was there like a particular piece that you were just kind of running up against of like, wait a second, this doesn't line up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would say that the very, very, very first thing, and I know that this is a controversial view, Uh um, and I don't even know if I can like... I don't even know if I'm if I have the, the mental capability right now to like explain it to the extent that it may have it perhaps needs to be explained. But um, when I very you know initially started my journey, um, I had I would say a, a relatively traditional Christian view of God, um, but I was learning at that point to operate out of a presumption that God is love mm. and you know, everything that God does is supposed to be love. And so if there's, you know, evil or destruction or something else happening, then there has to be a reason for it. And the reason itself has to be something relating to love, whatever else. Um, And then trying to reconcile that with this idea that God knows the end from the beginning, God has Mm. what I have come to call for knowledge. Um, and people really, really struggle with the idea of God actually knowing what is going to happen before it happens um, and, and knowing the whole thing, like knowing the whole story, how it plays out before it happens. Um, personally, I need that to be true. Um, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm going to believe in God, I don't see the purpose in believing in a being that is no more powerful than I am in terms of working situations for some ultimate greater good. Like there, I I don't even, there's no purpose in that for me. Um, So I need God to be able to know that. Um, And so this whole idea of, of God's permissive versus God's divine will, like God has a divine will and God has a permissive will. And I was struggling with that because I'm like, how do you desire something that you know is not going to happen? Mm. That doesn't make any sense. What makes sense is that if you know what's going to happen, your plan is a reflection of what you know is going to happen. Mm. And so I was driving back from Oakwood with my dad and we were talking about that. And he said something, I forget what I said, but he was like, well, but God has to have a plan B. You know, like he has a plan A, but if plan A goes awry, then he has a plan B and C and D, you know, like he's prepared for all alternatives as this is playing out. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) that does like, and logically, it like it may sound good as a as a temporary solution to this immediate question, but the logic does not flow. Mm. It doesn't make because first of all, obviously there was some foreknowledge about a Messiah, for example. Right. It says Jesus was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It right. said, you know, you have 
people talking about the Messiah and, and his coming, you know, centuries before, you know, and, and this is if we're taking the Christian interpretation at face value. I know that, you know, we can get into some, some other stuff about that, but just taking it at face value. Um, you know, they, they were talking about it centuries before Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. And so how do you talk about that? Mm-hmm. Or, or inspire somebody about that give somebody some prophetic whatever if you don't know what's going to happen yeah. how, how do you have a book of revelation where you're revealing things if you don't know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. so is it selective like sometimes you know what's going to happen and sometimes you don't know or what and you know it's like people having it because it feels like your your future is predetermined if God knows what knows decisions everything. you're going to make mm-hmm. but that's not the case. It's you are making, and, and that's why I say like, I don't. Ooh, yeah, I this, don't. Is, this is a big topic. Yeah. Right. I don't know if, because it's I. It's good though. Yeah. So full, full transparency, I'm neurodivergent. And so how, and you know, if you notice like Leah and I kind of are just like aligned when we think about things or communicate yeah. things. And it's because she's neurodivergent too. And so how we process information and how we problem solve is different than mm-hmm. neurotypical people. Um, and so I don't know if it's because I'm neurodivergent that I you know, view problem solving in this context a little bit different than your average person. But I don't think that like for me the fact that god knows or god or i should say not the fact but for me the concept of god knowing everything Mm -hmm. does not automatically result in deter like a predetermined future right like if i know that jack is supposed to go somewhere at 10 p.m you know like he has to go work with a client i'm going to plan my day around what I know Jack has to do or what I know Jack is going to do. It's not, you know, that I'm dictating how, you know, the outcome of anything. Jack can still make his own choices, but I know that Jack is leaving the house at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I know that I need to, you know, coordinate my day to be able to accommodate that. Especially like if I have an in game, there's X, Y, and Z things I have to get accomplished throughout the day. I know Jack is going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You just plan around it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so it's like, plan around it. <laughs> it doesn't, no I, I don't see, you. right. I don't see yeah. why that, you know, has to rob anyone of their freedom of choice. Um, and then even considering why God would give us freedom of choice, knowing what the outcome would be. And that's a whole, like, I really don't even need to get into that, the concept, but like an all powerful God who has foreknowledge, mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, Oh, but freedom of choice. Like God didn't have to give you freedom of choice. Yeah. He very, he very well could have made you a robot. Yeah. And honestly, like if, right if, <laughs> if all of this was about just avoiding the existence of sin, if you don't give people, you can have freedom of choice and the options not be good and evil. Choice is literally just the ability to make a decision between two or more options. The options didn't have to be good and evil. The options could have been good and better or or good and great. You know, like there's there's any number or good and good. You know, like you can give people choice and just not make it a dichotomy between good and evil. And so if that happened, there, there has if if that happened, and this is a God who is sm- smarter than I am, mm-hmm. 
more powerful than I am, more competent than I am, then there has to be, and, and, and more loving, the essence of, of who this being is, is supposed to be loved. There has to be a reason for it. Mm. Um, and and our, our suffering has to serve a greater purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, whew, yeah, you like, really like <laughs> this. This feels like another topic, like right. And I, I, I don't want to take away, but I'm saying all of that to say that the point is that you really have to work through mm-hmm. the problems and don't get complacent because I think it's easy, like I said, to have a, a question like who who is God and give like a very kind of, you know, like offhand answer, you know, God mm-hmm. is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God is all powerful. God is, um, uh, God is love, whatever. And just kind of like mm-hmm. say that that's that, but not run through the, the implications of what those qualities should mean to their logical conclusion. I think that there are people who try and, you know, kind of sometimes give up almost people who are, and I've seen people who I I think are super intelligent um, and well-read and educated who are comfortable with not, they're comfortable with having answers about things that I don't think have an easy answer. And they're, comfortable with not having answers about things that I think can be answered. Mm. And I think being able to discern the difference is really important. And I think that it's very difficult to do that if you haven't spent time really nailing down yeah, yeah, yeah. who God is. Like that, that foundation piece of what yeah. you All right. All right. So, so Dr. Bailey, you've been, you've been quiet. Yeah, I've just been listening. Um, <laughs> really, really interesting. Like while while she was talking, I was thinking about the difference between freedom and free will. Mm. You know, we have free will, but we don't. We, we weren't given freedom. That's a very different, <laughs> a very different thing. Free will is the ability to choose between um, different courses of action. Freedom is the ability to. If God has freedom, we have free will. You know what I'm saying? Like God is free. God does what God wants, whenever God wants, however God wants for God's own purposes. You know, um, that purpose could be love, whatever you believe. But at the end of the day, there's no there's no puppet behind God. Right. But for us, it's like like Sprite or Sierra Mist. Like that's free will. You could choose Sprite or Sierra Mist or you could choose not to drink nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you don't you don't you know, the option of um, creating I I don't know, whatever other possibility there might be isn't available because those are your options, you know? And so it's a very um, interesting thing. And I think the whole, like the whole idea about who God is, um, I mean, for me, this is, it's all philosophy. You know what I mean? Like Mm. it's all philosophy. It's all, it's all concepts. That's kind of how I view it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. um, I, I, I have been given paradigms. I grew up Adventist and, with that, I've been giving a perspective of the Judeo-Christian God, right? And this God, to me, I'll be perfectly honest, has been confusing most of my life, man. I'm looking at him like sometimes he's a tyrant, right? And yeah. sometimes he's like, you know, like I'm the hen and you're, I'm the mother hen and you're the chicks underneath my wing. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, hey, bro, you seem a little like, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, 
what side of the like, bed? Like, you might have a, a, a psychological disorder? <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't going to go that far. You know? <laughs> but, you know, he's a little temperamental, though. You know what I'm saying? So um, th- there's that perspective, you know. And, and it's I guess it's the age-old question of, like, the difference between Jesus of the New Testament and the God of the Old Testament. Some believe they're the same person. Um, some have a view that God is afar off, right? That God is like, no, no one has seen the Father. Like you, you ain't you ain't even glanced at the Father. You don't got a thought at the Father. You only glanced at me. I'm like the the emissary, and that's as pretty much as close as you're gonna get. And I remember like the first time I heard the concept of like Jesus being the God of the Old Testament, like Jesus being in the burning bush, Jesus wrestling with Jacob. And I was like scratching my head, like, wait, 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 wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so um yeah, so there's these different ideas of like, uh, I, so I'm looking at the the biblical God, right? And right. I'm so familiar with every other religion on the planet to be able to know exactly how they view God, um, you know, because even the, the view, I think we touched on it last time a little bit, but the view of God as being afar off is a very African perspective of God to a certain degree, right? Um, there, there seems to be this back and forth, even in African spiritual concepts, just in a very general sense between this God that is very present Right. But then also this God is very detached. And so if you go into like some of the West and Central African systems, God is like like when you're when you're when you're about to be born, like you sit down with like your guardian being and you have you create like a contract with God. This is at least how it was explained to me. You, you create like a contract with God. You say, hey, you agree with God. This is what I'm going to go to Earth to learn, to understand. And so then I'm. I, I, I'm born into the world and my community takes me through a bunch of rituals to help me remember what me and God talked about before I came down. Right. Wow. And, and so for that, for that time period, God is like, bro, we already signed a contract. Once you finish the contract, we talk. Other than that, I'm off doing God stuff. Right. This is kind of <laughs> like, there's like these other beings that can like help you if you need like whatever assistance, but like I'm Steve jobs. I'm all thinking about the next thing. And you got a secretary here if you need anything. Right. <laughs> How about me when you're done? Um, and like, so there's that. I kind of lost myself in that concept, but I'll get back around to it. And so I think the, the, the Judeo-Christian version of like God, the father, and then that version of God, they, that mystery is um, very interesting. And for me, like, you know, God, I'm pulling omnipresent out of that. Like all of those, for me, I, those aren't things that I think about so often anymore right like and i, and I can kind of tell you why um firstly i came across this idea of ein right i don't know if you, any of you are familiar i probably mentioned it from time to time but it's it comes from um jewish mystical writings called the kabbalah right so out of the kabbalah there's the tree of life and then there's this idea in the tree of life called the ein and the ein is pretty much outside creation and it's like God is outside. God is in creation, right? Because he created creation, but God is also outside creation. Right. So to try and ponder outside of creation is like insanity. Like you'll lose your mind. Like there is no, you, you, you cannot touch that. If you try to think yourself outside of creation, you will go insane. Like that is their belief, you know? And I, I, I've, I've like tried to dabble with that. I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I don't like it. I think they might be right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think they might be right. This is too much. It's beyond me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I am I am trapped within creation. You know what I'm saying? I am isolated with, within creation. And so there are certain aspects of God that I just view as concepts. And so I take 
so sometimes like right in my like what do i know about god <sighs> i have a hard time distinguishing what i know about god and a friend actually asked me what I believe about God recently. And I have a hard time distinguishing what I know and what I believe versus what I prefer. You know what I'm saying? What I prefer God to be like, yeah. <laughs> right? I would prefer God to be loving and like just super gentle and coming to me and like, you know what I'm saying? But then there's like supernovas and there's lions, right? And there's hurricanes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm. Mm, like God might be cool, but he sure ain't safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I don't think he's too concerned with like, like gentleness. <laughs> you feel me? Like, uh, not all the time, at least. And so, for me, like when you, if you ask me what I truly believe about God, like in the pit of my soul, like what I navigate my life on, mm. um, there's a few things, right? And so I, I would say one of those, man, is like I. My first experience with God, I was, you know, out here in East Creeks, you know what I'm saying? I was, I think, maybe junior, senior year of high school, living my best life, feeling myself, you know, and I'm like, yo, listen, I'm pretty much done with this church thing, you know, um, uh, I pretty much, God, if you don't, like, reach out and say something to me, I pretty much holler at you when I'm, like, 60, like all the other people do. Like, that's pretty much what I'm on right now, because church has been kind of whack, and I ain't been able to depend on it. Like, you just keep yanking me out of these safe spaces. And so I feel like I just got to get it how I live. And so, oh. um, boom, go to sleep that night. I pray that prayer, very earnest prayer, yo. I, and I, I wake up that morning with a call from my mother's friend. And he it was like 6 a.m. He done woke my grandmother up. The phone ringing in her head. She's asleep. So I, I pick up the phone. He like, yo, what do you want? We go back and forth. He's asking me, what do I want? He gets like upset with me. I'm like, bro, you called me at six in the morning. I, we, you my mama friend, bro. Like we, we not even, you ain't even got my cell phone number. You know what I'm saying? And so he like, yo, God been talking to me about you. And he told me I couldn't go to sleep until I called. You know, I've been twisting and turning all night. And so what do you want? And I was like, damn, okay. So, you know, so for me, for me, right, I, I don't need anybody else's validation on this. I don't need the Bible's validation on this. Right. For me, I know that like, you know, El Roberto, like God hears me. You feel me? Like that's who God is yeah. for me. Like that's what I know. You know, everything else for me is like concepts, yo. Yeah. That may or may not be true. Yeah. Did Jesus die for the sins of mankind? Possibly, right? <laughs> and if he did, great. Yo, sign me up for that because I, I <laughs> right. need that if that's like the thing that happened. But if it didn't happen, okay, that's fine too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, whatever the other things are, yo, just take me towards the light, bro. Like, mm-hmm. whatever is good and righteous and, and and holy in the world and is light, take me that way. But the one thing that I hold on my hip and that I, I bet my world on is God hears me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so for me, the loftier things, I'm like, ah, I got, I could, I, you know, there's a bunch of deep things you could say. Um, and I and I like to engage in those conversations, but what I bet my, what I what I, the juju that I work on my life and I brainwash myself with is God hears me, and so I feel blessed. I feel like, I feel like even though like you know it, it, it that's how I that's how it impacts my world. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense. Can I just speak really quickly? Because oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that this. And because I don't know if you guys noticed, but I said, I need God to be X. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very intentional because I'm fully aware that there's all these, you know, outside things. And I think that the way Rob 
described it is really important because like, what can you hang your hat on? What are you willing to bet your life on Mm -hmm. as truth? And what, what's the risk factor, like risk versus reward. What happens if you're wrong? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I know who I would like God to be and who I need God to be for God to be worth believing in because anything Mm. less than who I believe God to be is not worth my time. I would Mm. be much better off functioning on my own. And so I need God to be bigger than what I can comprehend, much bigger than anything I can comprehend. Otherwise it's a waste of time for for me. Um, But I also have made peace with the implications of the other possibilities. So if God is the God that I was taught about growing up um, and, and, you know, like Rob said, God is not safe. And, you know, there's all this, you know, other stuff going on. Um, The question I had to ask myself is, do I want to spend eternity Mm -hmm. with that being? And frankly, like really truthfully, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, um, you know, going on about my business. Cause there's nothing that I think that anyone can say that can make me, um, believe that that person is, is just and fair and whatever else. And, you know, I'll take a slow boat to hell, but <laughs> I'm not gonna be kneeling and bowing to squat. So, <laughs> you know, like if that's how it plays out, then that's what it is. And if God is a, you know, the God of one of these other religions out here, like Rob said, I, I may know something about them, but I don't know mm-hmm. enough. Um, and so like, it's like, I've, I feel like, right. Like he said, like, if you are, if I'm seeking righteousness and, and seeking what's good and, and, you know, like beneficial to my fellow man and trying my best to become the best version of myself, I don't really know that there's much else that I can expect from me mm. in the context of this life. Um, and so if that's not good enough, I don't know that there's much else that I can do or that I'm willing to do to try to you know, seek some reward in the afterlife. Um, And, you know, if God doesn't exist, there's nothing about my life that I would do differently because that's a real consideration. Like what if there is no God? Mm. And, you know, I I believe that God hears me. I believe that God is with me and has a plan for my life and loves me. Um, But what if that's all in my imagination, (laughs) you know? Um, The reality is just that I wouldn't do anything different because this belief, even if it ultimately turned out to be a false belief, it's what keeps me going. It's what, you know, drives me to be the best person that I can be and to, you know, try to create whatever safe spaces I can um, for people who need community and and family and love as much as I do. Um, And and so if, if believing in a fairy tale if that's what God is, if believing in a fairy tale is what produces that, um, then so be it. Wow. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I resonate with that on like a really profound level. Like I'm okay with, and this is probably, I, I, I've, a lot of people have disagreed with me on this, but like I'm all right with creating the narrative that works for me that's going to get me through this life Mm. with the best possible outcome and help me handle the existential crisis of death and loss and grief. And and, uh, eventually one day having to exit this reality 
by myself, you know. Um, I think they say I was watching some show and they were saying like a stat, like a third of people, like it's two thirds or maybe more people are pretty much you're going to pass uneventfully, like your organs shutting down kind of thing, like on a bed for weeks or maybe a, a very swift decline. But only a very, very, very small percentage of people will like pass suddenly and like a very instant violent kind of thing like a like like not many people actually go that way most people it's just like on the deathbed kind of thing and it's like yo you like whatever helps me prepare for that right and helps me set up my family um and my progeny mm. and my my genetic line to exist on as far as possible mm. whatever story i need to tell myself right that's the one I'm going to rock with unless God decides to yeah. beam down and it's like, yo, no, Rob, <laughs> A, B, and C. Then it's like, okay, I'm rocking with that. Right. right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Until right. then, bro, like, mm. like I'm done taking orders if I could just keep it real with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I am, bro. Like, yeah. I'm done taking orders, like, because God hears me. Right. And so me and God going to work this out. Y'all do what y'all do. We good over right. here because I know God, you feel me? And so I guess right. that does have some bearing on how I, how I view the world. And and um, I wasn't like, I wasn't poo-pooing the idea of the grander concept of God. I low-key just forgot where I was going. So I skipped to the end of what I was going to say. <laughs> and so to, to, to double back, like yeah. talking about the, the, the West African view of God and things of that nature. Um, and we're talking about free will and, and predestination and things like that. Like I sort of think of it like a video game, right? Like I don't lose any enjoyment in playing Call of Duty because the creators of Call of Duty already know how the story ends. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just as like tuned in and fired right. up to play that. Yeah. In fact, I can't wait. For, it doesn't even cross my mind that like the creators who made it knows exactly how it's gonna end. In fact, I'll I'll play the game over again knowing how it ends right. just to get better at like doing it. And so like for me, that has been a concept. Yeah, that has really like resonated with me, like 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 oh, interesting. So, because in the West African view, like life is almost like a uh, a simulation. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you come down here and like you develop like different skills to go off and use them somewhere else. Something else is happening when you get done, but now you strengthen this like particular thing, mm -hmm. right? And um, I mean, I mean that's essentially. I mean, I won't say that that's the exact thing that we're doing, but we are, ref you're, ref you're refining yourself over yes. time. Like that's supposed yes. to be the idea at least, you know? And so um, for me, I focus on, on that part of it. Like, let me live a good life. Like mm -hmm. I I've been so caught up in like, man, I've spent so much time like on, on what, what other people think and the, the pressures of life and the mm -hmm. pressures of religion and the expectations and, Man, I didn't know how to calm my anxiety, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to calm yeah. my anxiety, fam. And you know what? And you know what? And you, yo, I am getting over lifelong anxiety, fam. I mean, childhood anxiety. Like, couldn't yeah. function at school, bro. A lot of socially sometimes because of my anxiety was so bad, bro. And like, Christianity ain't had no technology for me, fam. <laughs> hey, yo, fam. It didn't like, bro, I prayed, fam. You hear me? Right. I prayed. I read scripture. Man, I would have fainted. Had, you know, if I did not believe, I'd see the goodness of God in the land of the... Bro, I listen, man. I I know. You feel me? And, but, like, dog, it wasn't until I started doing kundalini yoga, fam, that my anxiety be markedly began to decrease. Man. And I began... Man, bro, things I struck... Being able to... Man, I have autoimmune disorder that is impacted by my eating. I couldn't control my eating because my eating is a coping mechanism for my anxiety. So I'm trapped in this circle. Kundalini yoga been the only thing that, that breath work, breathing... You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. Modulating that breath, 
has yeah. been the only thing to decrease my anxiety. Consequently, bro, I ain't had meat in like a month and a half. And I, I don't even feel it, bro. Yeah. I don't, it's not even, it don't even feel heavy to me. You yeah. feel me? And, and it's like, if I had stuck to, oh man, that's that, that's that devil, you know, that's that Hindu stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, bro, I don't know if you want to play with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd still be here. Right. And it would be, and people would consider it more righteous for me to struggle than for me to access something else to overcome. You know what I mean? So give me the light, bro, by any name. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. <laughs> and I think, oh, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say that it just, it, it, all of this goes back to what you were first saying, Cara, just this idea that it truly is whatever foundation that you're coming from is what, because it's like your foundation, Rob, of just settling in that place of like, yo, the most high hears me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm going to be good based upon that has given you that freedom to move to those spaces. But for people who do kind of have that mentality of almost like that Zeus type God who's going to get pissed at you for rocking with the wrong team, you know, and attack you for finding spiritual practices that are literally helping you, you know, they, they miss out on that freedom or free will. However you put it early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah man. But yeah, go ahead, Carl. And I was I, playing with oh, that too. Ahead. And I just did, you know, real quick. I was playing with that. Like, man, we're, we have free will, but not necessarily freedom. But then like it says, if the sun sets you free, then you're free indeed. And so I really didn't get a chance to really chew on that. But I just wanted to throw that um, tension out you know, not saying that I definitely know that we're not free and we have free will, but just like that tension around how I'm thinking. Just throw that out there. Bakari, you got it. Right. So one of the things that because one, I agree with Rob. One. OK, so one, I like the video game analogy. I think that's really good, too. Um, I think that we I think from like a conceptual level, one of the things that I need God to be is infinity because infinity is too big to put limitations Mm. on it it literally is is the antithesis of of limitation and so if you think about this being even if you know god let's say like hypothetically speaking god has limits or whatever else um that but that would still be whatever his limitations were it would still be like rob said outside of creation Right. Mm. So we're we're still God exists in the, the void outside of, of our reality. And so if I think about a problem and I I can see my view of it, which, it, you know, I have like a, a head on like I can see what's right in front of me. Um, but the more eyes you have on the problem the easier one it is the easier it is to solve and two the more likely it is that whatever solution you come up with is going to be correct Mm -hmm. and i think that it's and i don't want to be rude but i think it's insanity frankly to think that even all eight billion plus of us all having eyes on the same problem somehow means that we're going to one, solve it, and then two, solve it correctly. Man, y'all, I really, 
really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and i'm sure that you've been enjoying it so far but i'm gonna you know me i always come in i, I cut it right when we're starting to get good but trust me part two to this conversation is going to some phenomenal places as well so be sure to tune in next week but between now and next week when the next episode and the part of this conversation drops i really do want to hear from you all your thoughts on who god is and especially as um as both rob and carl were kind of expressing where that point of reference comes from your own life experience i i would love to hear from you i'd love to get some feedback from you and just hear where all of you are at this was a very healing and um profound conversation and i'm glad that you got to listen and check this thing out listen do me a favor as well and share this with anybody who you know would uh, benefit from a conversation like this please also be sure to like this on whatever platform that you're listening to on um leave us some feedback if you can that helps us with the algorithm and be sure to join us next week for another episode of the troublemakers